Good afternoon and welcome back to the Sunday School Podcast, the pod all about digging deeper into the Bible using social, historical, and scientific context. I've been away for a couple of weeks, uh, took some time to visit with family, uh, but now we're back and we've got a great episode for you today. And hopefully we're going to answer the question, is the gospel in the Old Testament? Now, the term gospel literally means good news. Uh, The first four books of the New Testament are known as the gospels, the first being the synoptics. Uh, And the good news represented in these books is the revelation of Jesus's birth, death and resurrection. Now, Jesus' perfect sacrifice would be the ultimate atonement for our sins, defeating Satan and bringing about salvation for those who believe. But how long was this part of God's plan? Is it possible this was his plan all along? Stay tuned and find out in today's episode of Sunday School with Sean. Would you believe me if I told you the gospel message is all over the first book of the Bible? Genesis 3.15 says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. God's talking to Satan here. Uh, The offspring of the woman, most likely referring to Jesus' birth from the Virgin Mary. You will strike his heel, was seemingly referring to Jesus' crucifixion while the crushing of the serpent's head is a much more severe and permanent blow. Uh, You know, you just bruise Jesus and he overcomes this bruising and returns to life through his resurrection. But Satan was defeated on the cross. You know, I see the gospel here, uh, but there's many other examples to review. And our next one comes just two chapters later in Genesis, in Genesis chapter five. And it's pretty incredible, uh, even if just a coincidence, though I don't believe there are coincidences in the Bible. Uh, Genesis five is the genealogy from Adam to Noah. And it goes as follows, Adam, and then his son is Seth, then Enosh, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. And I'm going to give you their name meanings, and you'll see something pretty neat when we put them all together. Now, Adam's name means man. Uh, He was the first, so that's pretty self-explanatory. Seth means appointed. For Eve said, for God hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Enosh Uh, means mortal and comes from the root anash, which means incurable or desperately wicked. Uh, Who knows why Seth chose to name his son Enosh uh, with this kind of negative connotation, but maybe there was something going on at the time of his birth that he wanted to represent. Who knows? Um, But next comes Kenan or Canaan or or however you want to pronounce it. And this name uh, was kind of hard to determine its meaning, um, but it likely means possession, though some interpret it as sorrow. And I think either word would would work and you'll see. Uh, but after Kenan is Mahalalel, El means God and Mahalal means blessed. So Mahalalel means blessed God. Now, Mahalalel's son is Jared, which means he descends or shall come down. Enoch means teaching. 
now, the next is one you're probably familiar with, and that's Methuselah. A lot of people say, you know, oldest Methuselah, the oldest person to ever live. Now, his father, Enoch, apparently was given some sort of prophecy about his son's life, and he named him aptly. Methuselah's name comes from the roots Muth and Shalak, meaning death and shall bring. Uh, so his death shall bring. And interestingly, Methuselah's death would be the year that the great flood would occur. So I'm sure they were pretty nervous every time Methuselah got sick that something bad was about to happen. <laughs> but uh, next we have Noah's father, Lamech, whose name means to make low. Uh, it could also mean despairing. Uh, you know, if you bring someone low, you uh, are in despair. Uh, but uh, the final one is Noah, and his name means comfort. Now, when you put all of these together and using a small amount of poetic licensing, you get the following. Uh, and this is really cool. Man is appointed mortal possession, but the blessed God shall come down teaching that his death shall bring the despairing comfort. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? You have the gospel message hidden in the genealogy from Adam to Noah. Uh, you know, I, as I said, I don't think that there's coincidences. I think it shows the depth of the Bible and the scripture and how incredible God is. Now, I want to pause here a second and tell you about Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is a hosting service for podcasts. As a first-time podcaster, using Buzzsprout has made the process extremely simple. All you need is a quiet place and things you probably already have. If you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. You'll get a great-looking podcast website as well. Following the link in the episode description lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. We'll get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, I highly recommend you give Buzzsprout a try. Now, the Passover written about in Exodus is a perfect reflection of the work Jesus performed on the cross. He was the lamb without blemish who was killed so that death would pass us over. And our death being eternal death and damnation, a, a spiritual death. Uh, and and if you read the crucifixion and the Last Supper and, and all of the things that happen in the Gospels and in the New Testament, you see that his crucifixion lines up with the Passover. So it was clearly God's plan that he would send a perfect Passover lamb so that our sin could be fully passed over forever. Uh, next, we have the book of Ruth. And here you can see the gospel at work. Uh, Ruth marries a Jewish man, uh, but soon becomes a widow. And her mother-in-law, Naomi, evangelizes her into the Jewish faith. Uh, and she ends up going back with Naomi to Naomi's homeland. Uh, and the story of Ruth is one of redemption. Uh, you have a kinsman redeemer, Boaz, uh, who's her closest relative, and the kinsman redeemer's duty is to preserve the family name or land, uh, whatever was lost when the the woman became a widow. This relative is to basically redeem her so that 
the the land is returned to the family and everything if if she was pushed into poverty at that point. Uh, but the other option is to marry this person and and redeem them in that way. And he Boaz serves his purpose by marrying Ruth, uh, thus saving her from poverty. And we see a really good correlation to Jesus, who is our ultimate redeemer, uh, because he willingly paid the price for our salvation. Uh, because Boaz had a had a choice; he could have chosen not to redeem Ruth, uh, but he was a willing redeemer, just as Jesus is for us. And interestingly, Ruth's lineage would lead to the birth of King David and eventually the birth of Jesus. Now, the book of Isaiah uh, is full of prophecy for the coming Messiah or anointed one, as he's called. Uh, Isaiah 714 says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Pretty straightforward. That sounds like he's talking about Jesus. Um, Isaiah 53, 3 through 7 says, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and before our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. You know, they say Jesus could have called 10,000 angels to save himself from the cross, uh, but he willingly laid down his life because he loved us that much. And, And here we have in the Old Testament, hundreds and hundreds of years prior to that crucifixion, the prophet Isaiah talking about what would actually happen. Now, the book of Daniel has some pretty amazing prophecies as well uh, about the gospel of Christ. Daniel 9, 24 through 26 says, Seventy sevens are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. Know and understand this from the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes. There will be seven sevens and sixty-two sevens. It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but in times of trouble. After the sixty-two sevens, the anointed one will be put to death and will have nothing. Pretty evident this was predicting the coming of Jesus and the redemptive work he would do. Uh, interestingly, a lot of people, uh, so when it says 77s, it's talking about, uh, seven years, uh, and, and 70 groups of seven years. And some people say it's a figurative, like a, just a large amount of time when it would come. And some people say it's literal. Uh, and if it's literal, uh, it almost does match up perfectly from the time of Daniel, to the time of Jesus coming and and doing his work. It's a pretty accurate prophecy. 
if so, and, and one that a lot of people take as 100% proving and affirming that Jesus was the Messiah and that these prophetic works were true. Now, every book in the Old Testament ultimately points to Jesus. The gospel's apparent throughout the entire seamless story of the Bible. The story of God creating a perfect world, man rejecting God, and bringing about the destruction of this perfect creation, and then God's plan to win his creation back. Now, the price has already been paid. The victory's already won. All we have to do is make a choice of if we want to join the winning side. And I hope you will. As always, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to leave a review and whatever player you use to listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes are released every Sunday. God bless. Mm-hmm.